Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15, almost warp online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Best names in the business. Great pre owned inventory. All with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, that 164-point inspection. You know, we did a 164-point inspection of uh, the corner office. Got to item six, and uh, that there were a lot of Fs. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Although I have some good news for the suit. We'll get to that in a moment. First, our play-by-play call of the day. And he walked him. Kemp goes after the first pitch. Skies one. It's Joey Wendell, and it falls. Who's covering third? Nobody. Doesn't matter with two outs. Elvis Andrews trying to score, and he's out. Very close play at the plate. So the A's are checking with the video room. Big call here. It looked like the right hand got in before the tag of the hip. Now it has to be, as we've come to know and love, it has to be extremely, extremely clear. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. That is absolutely atrocious. I don't even know what to say. There's nothing to say. Bob Melvin comes out and has been ejected for arguing that call. We'll talk about all this in a moment. Because <laughs> obviously, what, Aaron Boone got tossed? Yes. Your guy? He also got tossed. Yeah. I had that audio, too. We'll get to that one second, okay? Okay. Total audience delivery for Sunday's Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. IndyCar. Now on NBC Sports. 1.225 million viewers. That is the highest viewing number for an IndyCar race, excluding the Indy 500. How about that? Huh? On its way to catching those NBA ratings. Suderoni? Huh? <laughs> Do I have your back? <laughs> to be fair, NBC has a little more airspace now. Yes, they do. <laughs> Uh, Sunday night baseball game, Dodgers-Padres, uh, better than 2 million, up 63% from last year. Game averaged almost 2.2 million from midnight to 12.15 in the morning, which was the conclusion. I uh, made it to the end of the ninth. It was like, I, I, I teach class in the morning, so I had to get up. Uh, let's see. Uh, and what was the other one I saw here? On the ratings front, well, the, the big story obviously is uh, Turner is going to get the NHL, two hundred twenty-five million a year to go with the four hundred million a year that 
ESPN is going to pony up. ESPN in the seven-year contract gets four Stanley Cup finals. Turner will put the Stanley Cup final on TNT. Uh, They get three years of Stanley Cup final out of seven. When ESPN has it, they will put it on ABC. Is this a good deal for the NHL? Turner Sports NHL deal looks like this. They get the Stanley Cup final for three years. They get the playoffs every year, so they get, you know, through three rounds. TNT and TBS, 72 regular season games. They will get the Winter Classic each season. There's live streaming and simulcast rights for HBO Max and expansive digital and highlight reels for Bleacher Report. That's that's what that Turner ended up getting. So Turner now is the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament in conjunction with CBS. All right, now let's get to, I guess, we have to get around to dealing with your problems now. So let's get to the Aaron Boone one. That one is lined and a base hit down the left field line. Hayes fields, two-run score. Judge is going for third. The throw is in time. Final out of the inning as Judge was going to third, and Hayes makes the throw. Well, now Aaron Boone has just been thrown out of this game. Hang on a second. Aaron Boone is in the face of Will Little. Well, did he say the run didn't score? Why would he be out arguing? So only one run scored. And the reason why Aaron Boone got ejected was because he waited too long to ask for a review. Good manager would have been out there right away getting a review. Right, and and that's and that's my point. But <laughs> I'm joking. That was a joke. Okay, <laughs> that was a joke. It wasn't meant to be. That, okay, I forgot who I was dealing with here. But this is still if, more if, baseball's if, fault than the Yankees' <laughs> fault. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Did you lose last night? Yes. You're a bunch of losers. It's not the reason why they lost. There's plenty of other reasons why they've lost. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just trying to egg you on just a little bit. So, you, okay, so what's your complaint? Well, my complaint is this. The MLB is, is, is kind of on the path where the NFL was when they had their replay issues where they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants being very reactionary because in the one corner they're hearing oh we gotta speed up the games second oh we gotta get the call right we gotta fix replay well you kind of had both issues last night so to speak with the Yankees but there's a way to navigate both and I forgot who it was but somebody had mentioned that maybe baseball needs to create some sort of more clear signal as to hey I want to challenge something instead of like this stupid supposed 20 second internal clock that the yums take for managers to make a decision on the video when that seemed to be pretty quick last night 20 seconds for one manager maybe one thing and another and one manager maybe for another it just needs to be more consistent if you ran out of time that's fine but that was not 20 seconds last night I can tell you that for sure so there, there needs to either be a clock there needs to be like a flag of some sort, like for challenges like the NFL does, or some sort of signal that the managers can more clearly say instead of like, oh, he wasn't looking at me, so I'm going to move on. 
Because that's what it was last night. It was about, oh, I was looking at you. Well, I didn't see you looking at me. Like, what? <laughs> like, what is this? Come on, baseball. You're killing me here. This is not that hard. <laughs> oh, you're done. I'm okay. done. Yes. <laughs> It's just uh, like, uh, I just don't understand the incompetency with this replay thing this year. I just don't get it. There's three times, and we're not even a full month into the season yet, but we've had three major issues with replay. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Well, the bottom line is this. If your team were just winning, you wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that really, in the end, I think that's the problem. For the record, I, I saved the, I made the A's play the play-by-play call a day because I thought that was way more egregious than what happened with the Yankees. You know, I didn't even see the replay. I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even, didn't even know either game was played last night. Yeah, the, the A's play was really very bad. That was even more obvious than the Alec Bone play a couple weeks ago with the Phils. Really? Oh yeah, it was, it was bad. His hand's clearly on the plate as the tag is being established. Wow. Well, uh, I have a very... I've, I've been very simplistic when it comes to replay. I think you take 30 to 40 seconds. You can't figure it out. In 30 to 40 seconds, call stands. Uh, I am against this. Let's strive for absolute complete perfection where everybody in the ballpark, arena, or stadium is waiting for you to come to your uh, moment of perfection. We're looking at fingernails. Uh, And after a while, you're like, no. Uh, You do have to give the manager the opportunity to look and see if it's worth challenging or not. You have to do that. And... You know, for all we know, and I've talked about this with officials, when it comes to officials, you'll see them in basketball go over. And people say, what's taking them so long? Sometimes they don't get the video up that they need from the truck. And that's why sometimes there's a wait, a pause. And maybe that's what happened with the Yankees last night, you know, that they wanted to look at the video, but whatever replay they needed was not there for them to look at it immediately. So you got to, you know, give them a chance, especially on a play where common sense is telling the umpire this is the possibility of being challenged. You need to give them time. It's not going to delay the game that much. I mean, you want to, you know, I mean, the delay waiting for Aaron Boone to decide whether to challenge it enough is probably less time than it takes for uh, some player to put his batting gloves on 18 times in the batter's box. That was the example I was just about to use. Exactly. You have time for everything else. But I think part of this is you can't be sitting there and... Um, you can't be sitting there and looking 
Look at a couple of them and go, okay, that's it, we're done. Call stands, move on. I was uh, earlier, about an hour ago, I was, I was giving it, uh, started to give an example that we had. Unfortunately, every once in a while, this system will drop out. Some say it's at opportune times. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but the, um, and I said that the Orange Bowl I did in 2006. Jack and I were doing the game, and we were on the air from 6.30 till 2 in the morning. So we were on the air for seven and a half hours. Now, part of that is, you know, the pregame show, the postgame show. Part of that's triple overtime. But what had happened was that there had been a bowl game, and I don't know which one it was, before Penn State played. Because Penn State's game in the Orange Bowl was a January 3rd game. So it may have been the Sugar Bowl. It may have been you know, from January 1st, whatever, had problems. And there were several calls that had been questioned later that should have been, they thought, replayed. Well, guess what happened in the Penn State-Florida State game? Every single time, they stopped the game to replay. I think that game had, I think, nine replays in it. Nine. And I would say 90% of them, Jack and I would just look over at each other. What are they doing? But because a previous game on national TV, major bowl game, had had a problem. They felt in the game we were doing, that Orange Bowl, they had to look at everything. It it, it got ridiculous because they were overreacting to a problem 48 hours earlier. Now, I know it's hard for people who listen to this show to believe that anybody overreacts. <laughs> I have no idea what you're referring to. We'll let everybody think about it as we take a break <laughs> on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Very surprised, by the way, that um, during the break I received no communication from the suit at all that I delivered really good IndyCar news. You, sir, are my hero! You know, trying to be a team player here. Very much surprised. All all I heard during the break was all this complaining about how he bought an Andretti shirt and Andretti stopped racing. I mean, I don't know. This is... No good! No good! No good! He bought all this USFL stuff and they folded. I don't know. It's just, you know. (laughs) Okay. Something very interesting 
to take a look at viewership-wise this weekend. The NFL draft begins Thursday. The Kentucky Derby, by the way, back in its natural spot first Saturday in May. Now, we're seeing year after year of audience declines. I mean, look, you have a lot of different options out there. You don't just have to watch the Eagles and the Yankees. You can now spread out your viewing options and maybe find inner peace. (laughs) A measuring stick is the Academy Awards. It gets the biggest non-Super Bowl audience in any given year. Not this year. (laughs) 9.85 million. Not even close. It's a 60% decline from last year. And they've lost thirty million in seven years. That's over that's an average of four and a half million a year. So the question will be now the draft last year, the opening round of the draft averaged, believe it or not, between ten and eleven million viewers. The Kentucky Derby might get twelve to thirteen million viewers. The Academy Awards are going to finish behind that. In last year, the draft had 15.3 million viewers for the first round. Now, that's going to be hard to top. I mean, but you look at the last three drafts. I mean, in fact, let's go back to 2014. ESPN, ESPN2, NFL Network combined 12.37 million. 15, ESPN, ESPN2, NFL Network 8.8 million. 2016, ESPN, ESPN2, NFL Network 8.33 million. So this is all combined. 2017, ESPN, ESPN2, NFL Network 9.23 million. Now in 2018, Fox got added in. ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, NFL Network 11.3 million for 2018. 2019 was ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, NFL Network, 11.1 million. Last year, of course, in the throes of the pandemic, it was ESPN, ABC, and NFL Network. They combined for 15.25 million viewers. I mean, they got 5.5 million more viewers than the Academy Awards, which used to get 40 to 50 million viewers a year. Now they can't crack 10 million. Kentucky Derby? No more. Okay. Last year they got 9.3 million for, what was it, September they ran it? Late September, something like that. When it's the first Saturday in May, it's 14.5 million to as high as 16.5 million. Animal Kingdom, I'll have another. Orb, California Chrome, American Pharaoh, Nyquist, Always Dreaming, Justify, Country House, and Authentic. You know what all those horses have? They have two things in common. You know what they are? They are not the favorite. (laughs) A lot of them were the favorites. But, okay, they have two things in common. All those horses won the Kentucky Derby. And the other thing they have in common is the suit didn't bet on any of them. All right, so. uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
This year's favorite, by the way, was named after our sales staff, Essential Quality. (laughs) Perfect. That's who the suit should bet on, then. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kim. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous line of pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The Eagles get the 12th pick currently in the draft. Matt is on edge. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I think it's a golden opportunity for you. In terms of? For you to maybe watch Netflix and kind of get your life straightened out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's going to be a hard sell. This could be one that maybe we find out later you're actually the new GM of the team. Now that could be a possibility. And then all of a sudden I'll get this phone call. It's a lot harder than I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Ed Bouchette wrote an article about the Steelers. Guess which quarterback he thinks the Steelers should pick. And it's a quarterback that is a second-round grade. Trey Lance? No. Kyle Trask. Oh, okay. Now, he didn't say the first round. Right. If they're sitting in the second round that he's there, depending on how it's playing out. Okay. Then maybe you go for it. Second round. Much to the chagrin of Dwayne Haskins. Now the ratings are going to be pretty good, I think. On round one. Why? Quarterbacks, lots and lots of quarterbacks. So this will be NFL Network. Rich Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, and Stanford head coach David Shaw. They'll also have Joel Clack, Kurt Warner, Ian Rappaport, and on stage Melissa Stark. For ESPN, Mike Greenberg will debut as the host. He will be up there with Mel Kuyper Jr., Lewis Riddick, and Booger McFarlane. Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter serve as insiders. Susie Colbert will interview the draftees. Reese Davis hosts the ABC Prime coverage. He'll be out there with Kirk Herbstreet, 
Desmond Howard and Todd McShay. Maria Taylor will host on a nearby set with analysts Jesse Palmer and David Pollock. Taylor will also interview the family members of NFL draftees. I don't expect to, what do you think? It stinks. I didn't want to go to Denver. <laughs> what do you expect him to say? <laughs> but we're going to interview him anyway. we got hours to fill. You think about this. They have taken an event. When, they, when ESPN first approached Pete Rozelle with the idea of we want to televise the NFL draft, Rozelle and a couple other people are like, you want to do what? <laughs> All we do is meet and they hand me a card. <laughs> I mean, think about the simplicity of the NFL draft. It is pretty amazing. The simplicity is this. They give you in the first round 10 minutes on the clock. They then take a card, run it up to the commissioner. They go over the pronunciation. He announces it. Guy walks out, hugs the commissioner, gets some pictures, gets interviewed. That's all the action that takes place. (laughs) It's not a high-action situation. (laughs) there's more action in Hallmark movies (laughs) yet people watch because what the NFL draft does with America's most popular sport is it gives each fan hope this is where you jump in and you 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 kill that notion. Because I don't think you're going into this draft with any hope. I'm worried about you. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells fouled up! I mean, the, the problem is, is that I don't think you have any confidence in your people. I still remain at a six at this point. <laughs> I mean, in theory, it'd be hard to screw this up, but you still never know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's actually one of the more fun weeks for me. My first and foremost for me, here is really the only part of the NFL draft I care about: where the Penn State guys go. Oh, of course, that's all I care about because I want them to, you know, good landing spots, the ability to make the team, you know, all that stuff. Um, I don't really get too involved in, like, you know, I have a rooting interest for a team. I don't really think too much about it. And the other part is is listening to you struggle. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> You are not the first person to say that I'm entertainment for someone. And who was the first? Who was uh, the first? My uncle. Your uncle? Yes, my uncle Ralph. 
What did Uncle Ralph say? He says, you know, you're very entertaining. On the show or just watching anything? Just watching the Eagles. And then there's our and there's our, our good friend of the show, Alex Kazora, SteelersDepot.com, who's also mentioned the same thing multiple times. When we work together at Clarion on our radio show and even now. <laughs> As you are well aware for the few times we've had him on the show. All I know is that your ability and I think you've almost perfected it to panic. <laughs> That's the first time that somebody's phrased it in that way, but I've heard other variations, mostly from Alex. I will say this your anger is genuine. <laughs> 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 it is not fake. There's nothing faux about your anger. When you're on here mad about Aaron Boone earlier getting thrown out, you're legitimately angry. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero! <laughs> Correct? Your emotion, your emotion is genuine. That is absolutely correct. That's why the suit and I came together. Because we thought it was important. And we signed you up for anger management classes. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> because in everything else, you're a good-natured, fun-loving guy. And then sports comes up. And your teams come up. And let's face it, you've had one Super Bowl in your lifetime. You really only had one World Series. Correct. I do yeah. count it that way. I do. I do not count the run in the 90s because I was very young and not into right. sports yet. I mean, essentially, you have nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've and suffered even, more heartbreak than... And even when they did win, they took it away from you so fast. Well, on the football end, yes. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes, you lost to the Marlins in the World Series. Come on. I'm still mad about that one. <laughs> I still to this day have nightmares of watching Jorge Posada ground out to end game six. And how terrible of a series he had in that one. I felt I feel like this show has been good solid therapy for you. He's allowed you to talk these things out. <laughs> no question. We've also decided to compile a running list of people you hate. <laughs> God, we're on page 78. Oh, is that what we're up to now? Okay. Oh, no. It's just, I mean, and these, a lot of them are really good players or managers, but they did something that made you mad. And you've never let them forget it. What if your team moves back into the top 10? Let me give, let me throw this scenario out there. 
What if the Eagles? Because there was a rumor they were looking to do it. And, you know, right. These are right. all these are all just rumors. Okay. But what if they moved back into the top ten and took a quarterback? Yeah, I will. That that'll be a course of perfume. Yeah. You would not be happy. No, I would not be happy. The only thing that would be, I would be very, extremely, slightly okay with, and maybe even kind of somewhat intrigued, would be if they got Justin Fields. But other than that, I'm out. But even that, I'll still be mad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not big on Jalen Hurts. I know he's your guy. I know he's your best hope, best shot. I know he can run. He throws it about well enough. I will say this. If they are committed to Jalen Hurts, maybe I shouldn't use the word committed around you. I've just got to see more when it comes to him, honestly. Uh, but let me let me finish the thought here, though. Why are quarterbacks such a hot commodity in the NFL draft? Beyond the obvious, you got to think a little bit deeper than the usual. Who's better, LeBron or Brady? I mean that you know that talk show group. Uh. Here's a reason why quarterbacks are such a hot commodity. A, you need one. Okay, that's simple. But I think teams are now looking at the financial structure of teams, their teams. And the thought process is, I'll draft this guy, he'll be our starter, and for four years... I will now invest around this guy, and this will be our window to win when he's on his rookie contract. That was what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson, a third-round draft pick. That's essentially what a lot of teams have done. Nobody that has taken up more than 12% of their team's salary structure has has ever won a Super Bowl. In the, in the year where they were taking up 12%. Aaron Rodgers obviously won it, but he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since he got the big contract. They're still ultra-competitive because of him. I'm not saying that they aren't. But this is where, for example, the Dallas Cowboys, quote, blew it. They had Dak Prescott on a fourth-round contract, and they never gave him enough to get to the Super Bowl. They had him on a fourth-round contract. Now they've got him on a $40 million contract. There's no way they're going to get there. Patrick Mahomes was still on his rookie contract when they won. Tom Brady's an exception to this, but remember, and I say, and this, this is a serious statement. This is not meant to be funny. He's the one quarterback in the league that's married to Giselle Bunchen. And what does she bring in? What, $40 million a year? Some number like that? He can play for less money to then encourage the team to build around it because he doesn't have to worry about money.
And that's why these rookies as quarterbacks are so important to these teams because they feel that this is the window of opportunity to have a quarterback that is a starter under a rookie contract where they can then take other assets and go out and get more players to build around them instead of having a lot of money invested into one guy, that quarterback, critical, That's why the clock is ticking on Baker Mayfield. The clock is ticking on Lamar Jackson. And now back to the original point of the Philadelphia Eagles. If the commitment is Jalen Hurts, the clock is ticking now for Philadelphia. Their quarterback, their starter, is going into his second year. He is playing on a second-round contract. He's not even playing on a first-round contract. He's playing on a second-round contract. They have financial flexibility if they believe he's their quarterback to then build around him because their investment in their quarterback, it turns out, is a second-round investment and they're still on, on the rookie contract. When the Eagles got to the Super Bowl and won it, Carson Wentz was on his rookie contract. Nick Foles was making, I think, slightly less than Wentz was. But he was in his rookie contract. This is where the Eagles, they've got the next two years between free agency and the next two drafts, this one and next year. This is the window of opportunity to really get better because their quarterback, their starting quarterback, is on a second-round rookie contract. In relative terms, he's inexpensive. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. The timing means everything, no matter what. The timing for the Seahawks when they were winning a Super Bowl then getting back to a second Super Bowl where they lost on the Butler interception at the goal line, they had a quarterback on a third-round salary, Russell Wilson. We've talked about the Brady situation. He's always taken less money because he could afford to. Patrick Mahomes was on a rookie contract when they won. Now he's in. You, know, you look. They acquired Orlando Brown, plus other acquisitions. They're trying to keep a half billion dollars behind center and protected. Can you blame them? I don't. But that's why you're going to get high ratings on Thursday night because people love the NFL. That's one. But there's so many quarterbacks that are going to be selected, including right at the top of the draft, that there's intrigue because of the quarterbacks. And not only that, these are quarterbacks going to places. San Francisco, they'll be a contender right away. Lawrence eventually, I think, has a chance to make Jacksonville some sort of contender, although Jacksonville is not, quote, you know, one of the sexy teams in the, in the NFL. But the Cowboys blew it with their selection with Dak Prescott because they had him on a fourth-round contract. 
and you notice they tried to build around him, but they didn't get the right parts. They couldn't get there, even though they had what what the number one seed one year. They were fourteen and two. I mean, the Giants are sitting there with Daniel Jones on a rookie contract. They better do something now. I mean, you notice the Steelers have three playoff wins in 10 years. And Ben, I mean, again, this is not anything against an individual. I'm just pointing out salary structure. The Steelers have put so much money into Ben Roethlisberger. Have they been able to put enough into other positions because... They essentially have their financial hands tied by the quarterback number, just like the Packers have had their hands tied by their quarterback number. And Rodgers is not a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He gives you the best shot of winning no matter what. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.